A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, welcome, Amy. Welcome, Harry. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome to the Mum Podcast, and um, I have a special guest with me today. Have you? Her name is Amy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. What have you got for me today? Not a lot. I've got some fucking air. I thought Work. we might have new people listening to this podcast because we've got a Work. Instagram celebrity on it. Yeah, we have. So, let me tell you who you look like. Who you look like? Work. Jonathan Ross's wife. You said that the other day. Or oh, I know who you look like. Oh, what's the um, the girl that, that not the girl, but the the, the mum that went on. Um, uh, oh God, what Simon Cow? What's the lady? The 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 English lady, older. <laughs> uh, she lives in America. Osborne. She looks like the daughter. <laughs> What's the daughter's Kelly name? Kelly Osborne. Kelly oh. Osborne. She's had a gastric bypass, hasn't she? Has so she? it could be you. She has. She was a big, She's was admitted she? it as well. She was a chubby girl, yeah. She was chubby, but I don't think she was very beautiful. I always thought yeah, she was Yeah, she's got a lovely pretty. face. Um she does, but I saw I, I saw a picture, I thought, God blimey, she's tiny and she is very small yeah. now. Yeah, she's admitted to or is it a band or a, I don't know. One of those newfangled yeah. things that stops you eating. Oh, she's only young. I mean, I I probably need that. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> me and my chubby chubby buns. <laughs> I just need something to shout at me every time I go for a biscuit. That's what I need. So it's just go, no! Do you know, have you seen those little things, those pig things you could put in the fridge? No. Every time you eat it, it goes, oink, 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 Mine should be, stop your fat bitch, stop your fat bitch. <laughs> stop oh, fucking eating God, all the pies. Don't. Idris, my six-year-old son said to me, yeah, mum, you do have a big bottom. I was like, right. I said, um, compared to what, though? Well, he said, Everyone else in the world. my other aunt. Yeah, <laughs> all my other aunties have got fairly, and he's like got his hands out, and he's like, you know, sort of, making gestures about a small perk bun. He said, yours is quite large. Aww. I was like, oh my God, my six-year-old child. He said, I like it though. It's wicked. It's wicked ass. Jesus, I know, but I can't, I've got to stop feeding it. Well, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. It's nice to have a big bum. Tis. It's nice to have something to grab hold of. Tis. E. It is. But yeah, on to actually the podcast. On to the podcast. So if, the, if you're new... And listening because of our wonderful guest. Brap, brap, brap. I'm Amy. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm Harold. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm Harry. She makes it sound so boring, doesn't she? Ooh. I'm Harry. I'm Harry, hi. You are? I'm Amy. Why are you, show, why are you showing me your boobs? I well, it's just because I've got a bra on, so they're just flopping around. And I'm Flopping itchy. around, they're by your bloody... They're like by your little waist. I, I wish they were that big, Harry. I wish they were that big that they no, reached I mean, my waist. They're just long, aren't yeah, they? They're long and sad. <laughs> long and sad. But they're a bit That's happier a... since yeah, I've got flowers yes. tattooed on them. Oh, bless, um, bless. My daughter said that they look like they're going to Diwali. <laughs> to a festival of happiness because oh, I've got flowers. I know. Her. 
Oh, she's soon going to get the gist. Oh, bastards. Um, anyway, yeah, so our, we were very, very, very lucky to be joined by the amazing Lou, who's we were absolutely hilarious and bonkers. Batshit crazy, yeah. I would say. After this... But actually, quite like us, actually. Yeah. Well, maybe not you. Well, yeah. You're quite normal <laughs> on a scale of Lulu. Um, yeah, she's a maybe extreme me and yeah. you, pretty much. Yeah, go to... Te- go to... Um, definitely go to her page to have a look. She's oh, got... She's um, brilliant. She's quite a character. I love the fact that she's got, like, a bit of a... Like, she loves her hiking... She likes showing her bum. Yeah. She loves a bit of fashion. She likes being sort of quite outlandish. She likes, uh, she's really good. At, I mean, she's been obviously used as a marketer because she's got such a massive following. Um, and I just think she's kind of living the dream of a She's a living my dream. Or 50. She's 49. living. Yeah, I was going to say, we have to kind of, we have to shout out um, Nicole Peaches um, and Tembi who are two people, two of our friends that are quite obsessed with Lulu. Yes, I would say, I'd say that. That's yeah. fair. So we've got to big up them. We will um, we'll at them so that yeah. you, you can see. Um, yeah. But yeah, go to her page. It's Lou in Luland, which if you look at the artwork for the episode, you'll see that anyway. And obviously most of you work here because she's so great. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. But yeah, yeah. enjoy. And... Um, we, it's two parts because she's done so much it's in two parts so the next part's coming next week but yeah it's hilarious and I think in much need in the current climate it's just nice to have a laugh for an hour so yeah, it yeah is. we hope that is. after this shit show of a fucking year I know. yeah so enjoy and see you on the other side Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Work. So, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> This week we're joined by someone that I stalk on Instagram. <laughs> she stalks the amazing she stalks, Lou. Basically. I do. She I stalk you, Lou in Lou She's my stalker. It's very exciting. I feel like I've arrived. I've got. A... You've got like eleven and a half thousand yeah. stalkers. But you... I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Mm. But your biggest one—it's is... amazing. It's going crazy at the moment. Your biggest one is Amy. <laughs> <laughs> it's still this bit of a mystery to me. Amy and what. Nicole. Do you know Nicole as well? Yeah, I think so. I'm a yeah, friend. our other crazy friend loves you. Yeah. Absolutely fucking loves you. Can't get enough of you. But weirdly, <laughs> so we have a friend in common that I never knew about. And Nicole's also got a friend <gasps> in common with you. It's such a Who? small world. Who's Nicole's friend in common? A girl called Helen. She's cut her hair for like 20 odd years. Yeah. Where is she? Down in Brighton? Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah. 
Because she does cut her hair down in Brighton. Trying to think if it's a, it's a Helena I like or a Helena I've fallen yeah. out with. <laughs> well, if it's Nicole's... Miss Nicole's friend, she's probably not a friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so, Lou, I was, was going to get myself glammed up uh, for this, but honestly, oh my god, and look at me. Sorry, so I look at right there, very disappointed. You, the, so, just there before you, you joined the call, like it is so freaking hot here. I'm not even joking. It's like a ridiculous city. But I was like, say, we were saying, like, for some reason at the moment, I really stink. Like, I stink more than normal. <laughs> and somebody was saying... I can't bear it. What, what is, is it? it? Is it the menopause? It, uh, that's what I just said. Oh, I, see? I think it's soap. I started using a bar of soap <laughs> and it's disgusting. Like, my, I, my, yeah. my, my deodorant, like, completely stopped working. I've had to go back to shower gel. It's fucking gross. Yeah, see? I'm smelling my own armpits going, this isn't really? right, this deodorant. And we import, America has really bad deodorant. Yeah. There's a market there for someone. And so we import, when we come back, we come back with like 20 jars of Sanex. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just stopped working. And I'm like, I fucking yeah. stink. What's happening? Oh. And I, the only thing that's different is the soap. And I started using a bar of soap because I was trying to be a little bit more, you know, planet yeah, friendly. maybe. And uh, no, I think it's that. So I've stopped using it and yeah. I stopped smelling again. Bloody hell. Middle age, I think it's middle age, oo- middle age oozing out of us. Yeah, that's what I said. But even my son said he, like, he usually likes to smell at me. He said this morning, "Mum, you absolutely stink. You stink." I was like, "Ah." <laughs> my six-year-old said, "He said I stink. That's not a good look, is it? That's not a good look." Amazing. <laughs> not the look you were going for. <laughs> no. Amazing. <laughs> Red. So for people that don't know you, Lou, even though I'm sure yes. the world does, <laughs> I found you because my friend Nicole um, mm-hmm. messaged me saying, oh, my God, there's this woman on Instagram who is basically who we want to be. You've got to look at her page because <laughs> we both have worn vintage clothes for however long. And I, she sent me a picture of you and you were in this see-through pink negligee gown mm-hmm. with this amazing headpiece on, standing on top <laughs> of some bins. And I was just like, oh my God. And then since then, we've just been obsessed with you. So yeah. would you like to just tell the world a little bit about who you are and what you do and why you're so amazing? Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I can answer the last bit, but um, <laughs> is there a quick answer? I'm a vicar's daughter. No. Um, born in, oh, wow. yes, biggest daughter, born in London, uh, moved around loads wherever God called, off we hoofed. So we moved around quite a lot, I lived in the Midlands, Kidderminster. Oh, Worcester. really? Yeah, yeah. So we moved quite a lot. And then when I wanted to go to university, I wanted to do social work. My mum was a probation officer and I wanted to do social work and I was too, um, oh, wow. Back in the day, back in those days, I was too young. They wanted you to, yeah. you couldn't get on the course till you were 21. So they said, go off and get some experience with, in the field that you want to work in. So I started working with um, young offenders and troubled youth in Wales. And I did a year with them. And then I went out to Berlin oh, wow. for a year and worked as a youth worker for British Forces children that lived out in Berlin. And that was amazing. I was there while the wall came down. Um, and if you go to the Brandenburg oh, Museum, wow. if you go to the Brandenburg Museum, there's actually a picture of me and Dungarees on top of the Berlin Wall without the Berlin Wall coming down. Anyway, oh wow! And oh my god! I know, but I had it was quite working for the military was when you're 19 and a single woman was not really no. as fun as it sounded. It was it was I didn't know what to expect. I didn't I had no idea where I was going. To be honest, I only applied for the job because they were advertising for people in Cyprus, and I thought I could get a tan. And when I went to um, when I went <laughs> oh. to the ministry, to, when I went to the job, they gave me Berlin. I'm like, I don't want to go to fucking Berlin. Everyone's grey and eats yeah. like gruel. I wanted to go to Cyprus and they were like, no, this is the best. It's the biggest youth club to run and it's the best job. And I was like, well, not really the plan. So I had no idea what to accept. So that was a crazy year. And then when I came back from that, um, I still had some time. I didn't know what to do. So I became a kiddie rep for Falcon Holidays and I was an auntie sunbeam in Tenerife. (laughs) You were who? Auntie sunbeam. (laughs) I was auntie sunbeam. Lou's fun club. 
But then what nobody knew was while I was supposed to be doing the babysitting duty at night, I was sleeping with half the dads. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <sighs> Did you ever get caught? Did anybody ever suspect no. you? I can't believe I just I can't believe I just said that. And, out loud. and you're the vicar's daughter um, as well. You can get away with murder. Alan, the vicar's daughter, so it always gets me away with everything. Uh, so I did that. Then I was in Tenerife, and then I was in Portugal. Then I got promoted to Club 18 to 30. Got promoted to Club 18 <gasps> to 30. And my main job oh was just getting God. everyone drunk. I mean, I was so good at that job. It was the best job I ever had. <laughs> but then... Oh, what a great job. Then I met Darren. I know, it was brilliant. Then I slept with everyone there as well. And then I met Darren from Iris, who had was an electrician who'd got out to Portugal on holiday and got a job in a bar and not gone home. And I met him and fell in love with him and we decided to move back to Erith together. Wow. <laughs> what point I, what oh, point I thought that was lovely the Lovely Drunk at the time. So that was right. So I moved... Yeah, very. <laughs> moved back to London, got a job as a nanny for this really posh American family that were living in London in Blackheath. And again, I only took the job because it had a free car and I could get backwards and forwards to Darren at the weekend got fired from that for taking their drugs i found their cocaine and took some of their drugs and got fired from that oh very... this is not a good cv is it really this is not this is not an advert to i involve. love it so got fired That's from wicked. that then i moved to central london and started working in the health health and fitness and started out in the creche looking after the kids while mums were working out and got promoted right. and became an aerobics instructor I bet you slept with all them PTs, didn't you? And the, and the guests. <laughs> and it's been guests. a very busy life, girls. It's been a little busy life. Then I um, moved into advertising. I moved into advertising and I worked for, in the 90s, late 80s and 90s. No, sorry, 90s and late 90s. Started working for an advertising agency that was super cool. Um, and that's uh, where I met my husband. And then things calmed down a bit. And then we moved to Brighton, sort of, you know, like everybody does who moves to Brighton, looking for a better quality of life and just a bit, you know, yeah. a bit yeah. uh, bit more house for our money more than anything else, which seemed like a great idea when we was just the two of us and we commuted up and down and it was wicked fun. We stayed in London half the week. And we had a nice pad in Brighton. And then we got, we took voluntary redundancy, the pair of us, and we went traveling around the world. And on the way back, I got pregnant with Oscar. So that oh. was not really the plan because we came back oh, with no wow. job. We'd blown all the money, all the redundancy money. We'd blown it all traipsing around the world. We liked to tell everyone we went travelling, but really we stayed in spas and were wandering along the beach in Thailand with wheelie suitcases looking like a right pair of cunts. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say cunts. There was no travelling. We were not exactly backpackers. None. We were not exactly backpackers. And then eventually... No, but that's the way I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's no point. No, he wants to stay in a bloody. If I club. do it, fuck oh, camping. Exactly. 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 No, 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 no. No, no. Oh no, no, no. Horrific. Just stay in spas. <laughs> so then we did that, and then came back, and I was yeah. pregnant. So guy, my husband carried on commuting up and down to London, and I stayed in London with Oscar, and just sort of did bits and pieces. I started working for a baby swimming company, um, which was bonkers, but right. it was so much fun. I did that for quite a long time, and then. Finally, eventually, because I never ended up going back to university, what with one thing or another. Um, so I never went, I'd always continued to work with kids somehow through youth work and whatever, through everything else. So then I went back to work for social services for six years as a family support worker. So where families were, where kids were about to be removed and put into care, yeah. I'd go in like super nanny and teach parenting skills and budgeting and yeah. cooking and timeouts and routines and very basic, some oh, basic, wow. basic parenting things. And I really, yeah, and I loved that job. And that was, that's as Oscar was growing. So um, he started at school and I became chair of the PTA. And then I became, then I started the school, I started the school camp. Because I grew up oh. doing, dad used to run church camps for the church youth club. When Oscar started at school, I was like, I want to start the, I want to yeah. start a camp, like a school camp. I'm going to start the school camp. Yeah. So I literally pioneered the school camps in Brighton um what 10 11 years ago now was the very first one and he's still going strong even though he's long gone camp davidor still going and then i fell out with one of the dads because he was a dickhead at school he caused a whole heap of trouble at the 
bloody camp. So I stopped doing the school camp and I started <laughs> Featherfest, which is a big family camping festival. <laughs> and then, so I carried on doing that for a while. And then oh. Guy got offered a job. But what really, actually, the style thing started. I've always had a bit You've of a You've always been style, stylish, when down, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say stylish. I've had an interesting style. But when I turned 40, so I was working at social services, I have always just been a shopaholic since I got a next directory when I was 17. Um, <laughs> that was the beginning of a very bad relationship with money and credit my whole life. So um, mm. when I got to 40 and I was working for social services and I woke up one morning and I'd spent 300 quid on a pair of Kurt Geiger shoes and I woke up in the night having a full-blown panic attack. I was like, fuck, fuck, God, this is ridiculous. Um, you know, what am I doing with spending 400 quid on a pair of shoes? I clean people's council house, for <laughs> God's sake. So I was like, right, it's got to stop. So I woke up the next morning and I said to my husband, right, that's it. I'm stopping shopping for a year. I'm not doing it for a whole year. And I stopped shopping from that moment. I stopped my shopping and I decided the next time I was like, right, I'm going to start a blog. So I started a blog on, on Tumblr because oh, yeah. this is like nine years ago now on Tumblr. Instagram hadn't oh, even wow. started, but I was one of the first people that ever did outfit of the day on the internet and put it on <gasps> Tumblr. And I wore oh. a different outfit every day for the whole year and still had outfits oh, to spare. Wow. And I only bought two things oh, the whole year. Oh my God. It can be done. Right? Oh my God. It can be done. It can Where be done. Where did you keep everything? And the weirdest thing is, the, well not the weirdest thing, it was such a journey. I mean, I had a full blown withdrawal. I was like chewing the table leg of the dining table and like trying to get to top shop and my husband had me locked in the house. Yeah. Don't do it, don't do it. So at that time, that's when I got into fitness because I needed to keep busy. So I got into fitness that year as well. Yeah. I started running. Um, and I found a bunch of girls who were going out to do this rock and roll 10K in Madrid. It's basically that you run for 10K and there's bands every mile or every K. They put a band out and then there's a big party at the end. It seemed like a good idea. So that was a good goal. That got me started on that. But the end of the shopping thing, and yeah. the shopping thing really, when it finished, it was more, there was this like tangible feeling and I couldn't work out what it was. And then all of a sudden I realised what it, it was a confidence. And it was one of the yeah. first times in my whole life I actually felt confident in myself that if I could do that, if I could not shop for a whole year, I could do motherfucking anything. And so that really changed my life. It didn't really change my shopping habits dreadfully, although it did make me, it did change my style because I was trying to find, I was trying to put things together in a different way because I was stuck with what I had. So rather than thinking, oh, that looked nice with something pink, I'd just put orange on with it instead. So my style did change and became quite a thing. Um... It was funny. It was a real, it was a really interesting year, but I still shot. So then I finished that <laughs> and then we moved to America. And then the vintage here is just literally ridiculous. There's so much good stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. so cheap. Um, yeah. And again, we kind of got yeah. here and I, when we moved here, I couldn't work. I didn't have a visa for working for the first year and I was busy settling Oscar. He was only 10 still. Um, so I was trying to settle him at school and get my head round sidewalks and trash cans and you know it's so different like you yeah. really think america <laughs> you think we speak the same language we're such different cultures yeah so totally. trying to get used to that guy yeah. was traveling a lot and then but i was really lucky because i couldn't work whether i wanted to or not like when we left yeah. brighton i was like oh my god what am i gonna do i can't work and everyone's like all right don't worry about it and i was like no no but i'm so used to being busy what am i gonna do what am i gonna do well i settled into doing fuck all very quickly i can tell you Totally. <laughs> Just, <Yeah. laughs> I fucking would. But I, mate, it was, it's brilliant. I loved it. Six years later, I'm like, really should get a job. <laughs> but I know I tried, I tried all sorts of things. When I <laughs> got here, I met the most amazing women since I've been here. So there's a real bunch of us. So I started, when we first moved here, someone did us a big welcome to America hamper, welcome to Portland. And in it was, you know, Portland coffee, a guide to Aww. restaurants, places to go. But in there, there was a hiking book, 25 best hikes within an hour and a half of Portland. So I just started doing them. I didn't, I knew a couple of people from Britain who lived here already. And I, you know, a couple of people had given me names. But I started doing these hikes and then I put it on Facebook. And a couple of people who I'd met at school or whatever were like, oh, we'll come on a hike with you if you're doing one. 
so hike squad was born yeah. like really quite quickly um and each week i'd go right i'm gonna do this hike i'm leaving at 9am meet me at this coffee shop and we'll carpool um so i started doing that and it just grew into a thing it, um each week it would be different we'd go on a different hike and different people would come and it started to it was always women we had one bloke come once and i think that was enough <laughs> but it was just a most yeah. amazing <laughs> amazing tribe of women and a lot of us, some, there's a couple of Americans, but it's mostly sort of, there's Brits, there's Dutch, and there's Belgian. And we're all here. Lots, Nike's head office is based in Portland. And Adidas have got, okay. and Adidas have got a big um, campus here as well. So there's quite a lot of expats here. Nike, like you fall into one or two, mm. you're either Adidas or Nike in Portland. It's quite funny. Um, so there's a big community um, of, <laughs> of Europeans here. So we're all, we all know that we, we only have a moment in time together. It won't last. Like we're all just passing through. No one will probably live here forever. So it's like being on an extended girls trip. You know, we're yeah. all into making the most of every freaking minute <laughs> that we've got together. <laughs> I'd never even heard of vagina therapy before my friend mentioned it. And I, it was a mum's group, or it was a women's group that I belonged to in Portland called Pom Pom Social. Um, and each week, each month they met with a panel of, you know, people to talk or whatever. And they, and I always, it was really always amazing fun. It was amazing women. Um, and then the topic for the week was this vagina therapist coming to do this talk. And I, um, I Googled her and because her nickname, she's known as the vagina whisperer. Um, <laughs> she's done a TED talk and produced like three books. And my mate was like, I really want to go. I know. She's like a really well-published author. She's really well-known. She charges $2,000 and she basically fingers you. That's what she charges for a private appointment. But Fuck you can't off. even get one. Yeah. $2,000? It's two. I think it's something something ludicrous, but you can't get a, you can't get an appointment for like a year. She's booked out for a year. She's what, like, she really... actually fingers you? She, literally, it's vagina therapy and she believes that our all our power and all our trauma and all all our source of all of us is is based in our vagina which does make sense because yeah that's where our children came from that was the first part of us that we created anyway so she basically it's it's not just quite as simple as we <laughs> she ever heard this she'd be like yes it's not quite that simple but she basically Release, helps you release your trauma and open you up and um but that you know that's what i mean she's like she's literally got a one-year waiting list just for her wow. therapy she's really well so if you've had trauma during birth if you have had any kind of trauma during your life she believes that that's just where we store all our pain um but all our power is there as well and so if you are if you have had trauma then your power is blocked in your pain and it's all jumbled up together didn't sound like my real cup of tea. Yeah. And I said to my mate, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to skip this week. I'm going to skip this week. I can stay at home and think of myself for a lot <laughs> less than $2,000. Anyway, she had a, she had a bad, you know, it's always one of those stories. Like she had a bad back and she was miserable and no one else could take her. And I was like, fine, I'll take you. Like, I'll take you. I'll go. Um, so I go and then we're sort of there. We're eating vegan. It was very Portland. We were eating vegan pizza and like locally produced organic wine out of a can. Um, <laughs> and all like meditating to our vagina. So she didn't finger us, but she did have, you know, so she gave us a bit of a general talk. And then we had to meditate to our vaginas. And the whole room sat there with her eyes closed, like, you know, visualizing their vaginas. And I'm sort of sitting there with one eye open thinking we're going to get, someone's going to come in in a minute and like film us. We're getting punked. It's all the wind up. But one thing I always say to everybody is, you know, say yes to everything. When we moved to America, um, we had a British friend who was already living here and her advice was, um, always make friends skip the british because all the foreigners because they're always leaving like make yeah. friends with the americans because they're the ones with the lake houses and the houses and the, the, the ski lodges and um they're the best ones to make friends with and like always just say yes so then since then whenever anyone new arrives in town um if people know me they'll say will you show your this person around or will you do this and then I've got, I do these vintage shopping tours for Airbnb and take people vintage shopping. And um, 
you know, my motto is always say yes, just try it on. Just yeah. try it on. You never know. Just try it on. Don't limit yourself. Just give it a go. If it looks like shit, take it off again, but at least try it. So I'm sitting there and all, I'm sitting there in this vagina meditation with one eye open, like laughing to myself. And I'm thinking, come on, you always say, say yes to everything and embrace everything. You're sitting here with this opportunity. This woman does a TED talk. She's got a hat, you know, there's got to be something about it. Give it a try. So I literally closed my eyes. And the only thing I really remember was trying to, we had to root, we had to stand in nature. We were visualizing standing in nature and rooting our vaginas into Mother Earth. Yeah. And that's the only actual, that's the only actual part of it I can remember. All I know is I just came out of there and I just felt completely different. Um, she completely opened my vagina, my <laughs> eyes, my mind. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But the next, but the next morning, I got up and my son and my uh, and my husband were sitting at the breakfast bar and they're like, "You all right?" And I'm like, "I'm amazing. I'm amazing. <laughs> Me and my vagina are amazing." And I don't know what's happened and I don't know how it's happened, but something's happened and we're going to take over the world. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they're both just sitting there looking at me over their cereal, going, mm -hmm, "Okay, <laughs> all right." And Mum's finally lost her mind. And uh, Oscar was watching um some random youtube channel and i was like what are you watching and he was like oh you know some shit on youtube and i was like how do these people make money out of that and he was like i don't know i went maybe i'll start a, a youtube channel that's what me and my vagina are gonna do and he's like oh my god what are you gonna call it and uh and i was like i don't know maybe margaritas menopause and midlife crisis i don't know and uh, he's like, oh, my God, no one's going to watch it. It's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, so then he left the school and I was like, that's it. I'm setting up a YouTube channel. Um, and so I had a very or I had a friend from England who was, um, runs the um, it's called iStorm and she trains women to vlog for their business. Um, it's an amazing course. And so I messaged her quickly and I just said, look, I really want to annoy Oscar by setting up a YouTube channel. Um, what do I need? <laughs> what do I need? And she said, I've got a course starting on Monday, an online course. Why don't you do it? And this was something like, I don't know, it's just Thursday the week before. There's a course starting Monday. Why don't you do it? Do it for free. If you give it a little push on Instagram, that'd be amazing. So I was like, Wow. Um, okay, sure, why not? Let's do it. Anyway, so it was very much tailored to your business. And at that yeah. point I was doing I was doing the odd tea party. I was doing pop-up British tea parties because Americans love that shit. Yeah. Um, I bought loads of tea. I was working with another British woman who lives here who was making the cakes. And um, it was, you know, we just go to these rich American ladies' houses, throw up some bunting, make a bloody Victoria sandwich, pour a cup of tea, <laughs> say things in a British accent and leave again and charge them $500. It's brilliant. <laughs> Bloody. it was like flour and eggs you know that right yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. um <laughs> that's such a good idea so, though oh my god well they love it and it's yeah. so easy so it yeah. was just like money for old robes hilarious so did was doing the british tea parties and the and the course was kind of designed for your business so if you wanted to tailor it to obviously promote your business and i was like well i don't really want to promote i don't want to vlog about tea parties yeah um no one wants to know about that. I wanted to vlog about style. Um, and so, and get free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was looking around YouTube and there's like, one of the most popular YouTube channels, this freaking woman, and all she does is eat pizza. She doesn't even speak. She just sits. She sits with boxes and boxes of pizza and she just eats them. And she gets paid for it. She's got millions of subscribers. Are you serious? And, yeah, and do you know what her main audience is? anorexics they sit and watch her eat the pizza because it gives them some kind of joy watching somebody oh my eat, god that's pizza. so fucked up isn't that so fucked up so i'm like surely i can get a free pair of trousers from someone <laughs> so I'm like, oh or, or i'll just eat the pizza i don't know maybe <laughs> i can just sit and drink gin <laughs> sit and drink gin silently online and so millions of people will watch me and i'll get paid for it i'm like sure life's not that easy but maybe it is i haven't tried it so I was like, no, I want to do, I want to do the style. So um, me and my new wide open, like receptive vagina, um, <laughs> like, come on, maybe this is the time, maybe this is the time that you you create a style business. Yeah. And um, make, let's invent it right now. So I literally sat, I, had, I sat on the laptop, 
I looked at all the other stylists working out of Portland, of which there aren't that many because Portland is not exactly a, a fashion mecca. People come here for camping and working out. They do not come here for fashion. Um, so there wasn't many, but I created um, a sort of style coach package where, you know, I'd come and clear out your, uh, come and clear out your closet. Um, but I didn't just obviously want to just take, I didn't want to just become a personal shopper and take people yeah. shopping. I wanted to try and get people to be more creative. Also, I really wanted to, I don't want to encourage people to just buy more shit, um, yeah. you know, buy vintage, be more sustainable. And everything started to make more sense to me about, um, I could, you know, encourage people to be, I was thinking, what do I get out of dressing up? And it's confidence and it's, um, it's unique and it's mine and it's, um, it's a, it's a conversation starter. So I wear, a, you know, I, I wear a good pair of sunglasses to the supermarket. Three people will talk to me about my sunglasses. Yeah. In America, this is, I mean, I like it in America. People everywhere you go, people comment. Yeah. It's really funny when we came back for a visit last year in the summer, we were in, we would, Oscar and I decided, it was just Oscar and I for the day, and we decided we'd have a day doing touristy things in London. So we got the open top bus and we went all around London looking at the stuff like he hadn't seen since we'd left. And it was really good fun. But nobody commented on my outfit. I was like, no one's commented on my outfit. It's banging. And Oscar went, maybe it's just not that good outfit. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's the fucking British. No one says anything nice to yeah. you. Like America was like, oh my God, I love your slippers. I love your hair. I love everything. But um, I like the conversation starting yeah. people. Where did you get that? Like when I used to go shopping in New York years ago, when I was buying things, it was like, will somebody ask me where I got it from? And if I didn't think that they would, I'd put it back. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's my style, right? So, but that gives me confidence. I enjoy that. I yeah. enjoy, it helps me. I, I like meeting people. I enjoy the, I enjoy everybody I meet. I enjoy, it's, that's part of what gives me life, right? So that's not for everybody. But, so I started to create these packages um, for the shopping, for the um, styling experience. And I was thinking about um, vintage shopping and I was thinking, will people want to do, you know, so many people ask me about vintage shopping or thrifting. They, you go in and it's very overwhelming. There's usually stacks and stacks and stacks yep. of clothes and rails and it's disorganized and it's just, it's all over the place and people just haven't got the patience for it. And whenever I'm in a vintage shop, you can nearly always hear somebody go, oh, I can't cope yeah. with it, let's go. Um, oh, I love it. Maybe I could train. Maybe I could train people to vintage shop. Maybe yeah. that's a thing. Would people want a coach? I don't know. And then I remembered, um, this was all on the same day, by the way. It was a very busy morning for Fucking things. Hell. And I remembered <laughs> <laughs> every now and again, I have a burst and that's it for about six months. Very busy. But this was my, bearing in mind, this is my new powerful vagina. Yeah. Powered by my new powerful vagina. <laughs> Um, I remembered the Airbnb was starting these experiences. So if you go, if you are going on a trip, you can book an Airbnb, Airbnb in a local, um, in a, and you stay in a local's house. Well, then they started this new thing where you can go and do an experience with a local person. So you can find about the secret speakeasy club at the back of the hotel, or you can, if you go to LA and you want to go surfing, a local surfer will show you where the best best break is um you know you can go coffee bean roasting you can make i don't know you can do all sorts of things with the local anyway so i was like maybe and the vintage shops in portland are really good yeah. so i was like maybe i could take people vintage shopping so i went on the airbnb same morning same morning <laughs> i went on the airbnb website and they had a, like a proposal form and so i banged out a proposal lou and lou lands vintage shopping tours with a stylist and i emailed it off and they called me the next day airbnb called me and i was one of the first airbnb experiences in wow. i was up and running by the next week i had my first guests within within a week of the vagina meditation i had my first airbnb guests that's amazing that's amazing isn't it just literally that opening yourself up yeah um did you love yeah, it really crazy yeah i loved yeah. it oh my god so i i just got the best clients and so then i got really busy so then i did the course i did the vlogging course yeah and that was amazing because she sort of um she went through everything from like practical stuff with the camera to how your microphone to thinking about your background yeah to 
your brand and how you want to present yourself and what's your message, what's your core message, what, you know, who are you trying to attract? Like she really got you thinking about how, what you wanted to do. Um, and I managed that through that week of that course and that weekend, I sort of developed an entire business. I never ended up setting up the YouTube channel. Well, I did, and there's about three really bad videos on it, but um, <laughs> I got so busy with Airbnb tours. Yeah. Just, I went off and did that. And so that then that then led to me buying an awful lot of more clothes because, of course, I was in the fucking <laughs> clothes shop so um, But I was oh. picking up all the bargains, and then I started to get to know all the vintage shop owners. So then they would, like, keep stuff that they knew that I liked. Oh, that's and, the dream. Um, so I got a right wicked little network yeah. in the, around, the air, yeah, around the vintage stores. So then I started accumulating more clothes, which I really didn't need, but like really good pieces for like, you know, I never pay more than 20 bucks. For yeah. And, um, and then people started, um, people started asking to borrow clothes for fancy dress all the time because yeah. it's quite they love a fancy they love a themed auction here so the schools are not very well funded in america it's yes. i mean you think britain's bad america's a joke and yeah. they rely very very heavily on the pta oh god that's a brilliant story i that's such a funny story where we came out they flew us out to have a look around portland to see if we wanted to move here and my husband had like a whole variety of jobs from like new york to san francisco it was ridiculous he just we had he was just his career was going crazy and once he'd got one offer he seemed to just be getting loads yeah. of offers all at once and what we does were he do swanning. he's a creative director at an ad agency okay. design um he's a design director um but um we we were swanning around america basically getting flown everywhere to see where we wanted to live and we were like this is fucking ridiculous anyway so we came out to portland to have a look around um and um oh god i forgot what i was gonna tell you the what pta you, about? you said that P- there was a oh, pta well, thing sorry so got a very, very very no no don't worry i've got a very old friend from um very old friend from england who lives here and she uh is uh she was chairman of the pta at the time of this this local school and it's actually the school where the guy's really cool this guy who um wrote the simpsons matt groaning he went to this school okay and the simps the simpsons when bart comes in the titles of the simpsons when bart flies out on his skateboard down the steps that's based on my son's elementary school oh, that he went wow. to <laughs> and all the character all the characters in the simpsons are named after street names in portland so as you're driving around, you're like, oh, look, there's, um, you know, and there's, oh, God. It's so he and he went to my son's school and high school. So I've met him because always, they always bring him out for um, he comes to all the school. <laughs> anyway, the schools don't have. Um, uh, so we go around. We're looking around the school. We haven't decided we're moving here. And my friend Sue takes me into the elementary school and introduces me to the principal. Um, and bear in mind, I was chair of the PTA at my son's school down in Brighton. Um, and I was doing a pretty good job. I was sitting on the, I was on the, I was in the governor's and I was chair of the PTA. And I set up the St. Answell's Spring Festival down in Brighton. Um, and so I was quite into my fundraising and stuff. So I'm swanning around this elementary school and, and Sue said, oh, Lou's quite a fundraiser and event planner. We could really do with her on the PTA. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I've just appeared on the PTA, a Great Britain Award. I've just won an award for most money raised. I raised uh, £2,000 last year for my PTA. We built an organic garden and a scooter rack. It was very controversial. Anyway, we're like, we're swanning around the school having a look and we get back to the sort of like main reception area of the school and I'm t- talking away to the principal and he's like oh yes no we, we very much appreciate it if you would like to get involved if you decide to come here and I look behind glance behind him and I see this huge wall and on the wall it says last year's Chapman Elementary PTA thanks the parents for raising two hundred and eighty thousand dollars <laughs> that's how much they raised Jesus I'm Christ. like all right, I'm just going <laughs> to shut up about me 2,000 quid of a fucking organic fucking vegetable patch. Like, what the fuck? They pay for teachers. Like, they yeah. have to pay for actual... They have to pay actual yeah. wages. Yeah. Never mind a bloody organic garden and a scooter act. Well, I had no idea. Well, I made a right tit of myself. Oh, my God, I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm really great with me 2,000 quid. Anyway, God, I do get... Do digress from the point. 
the biggest fundraising event for all of the schools is they have a huge auction every each school uh, elementary middle and high school they all have these huge auctions and they raise literally they'll raise 100 grand that night just that night american people give in such a different way like um they're so incredibly generous the charity if if they've got the money they they it is very much they feel part of their duty of having the money is to share it so it's just it's it's very different set up than britain but incredibly generous i mean in first few auctions i went to i just sat there with my mouth open with my food dribbling out of the corner going (laughs) (laughs) she just bid six she just bid six grand oh my god then it's really nuts but they always have a theme so when auction auction season comes around i'd start to get loads of phone calls from friends going oh god i've got 20 gatsby's evening have you got anything i could borrow i've got anything i could borrow and as the vintage collect- vintage tours grew and the vintage collection grew, I found myself buying more and more things that I thought people might want to borrow. So then after a while, I started thinking, and then I came back. So the vintage collection was just growing. I was doing the tours. And then I came back to England. I think it was last summer. Um, and um, the styling business, there just wasn't heaps of styling of people's wardrobe. Because I, I think my style's so out there i think people are traumatized with the thought that they might think i'm going to come and try and make them wear a fucking headscarf on their head and wear pink and purple together or something i don't know i'm not i'm americans are quite conservative yeah dress quite a lot of them are so i think they're quite traumatized that i would try and dress them like me rather than appreciating that this is my style but i might just encourage you to be think a little bit out of the box but then I came back to Britain last summer and I mean, I was blown away. I was going to the pub and everything had turned vegetarian and, you know, everyone's so sustained, you know, really switched on to sustainability so much more than here. And it was so exciting. I was like, bloody hell, this is brilliant. Um, and I met a woman via Instagram actually called Gigi who runs Gigi's dressing room up in North London. And I went yes. to visit her when I came back. I follow her. Yeah, and she runs half a vintage store and half vintage rentals. And she has just been so inspirational to me. Um, I was like, I'm going to start renting out my bloody clothes. Yeah. So after a visit with her and a, and having spent, you know, four, three or four weeks in Britain, just felt so motivated by everybody um, for change, I came back and sent, set up Lou in Luland Rent My Wardrobe. And I set up a home studio and I shot my whole collection of clothes and um, I'd really envisaged doing it via mail order and it being sort of like, you know, a bit of a bigger thing in terms of countrywide. Um, I set it up really simple. I just set it up on Instagram so it didn't cost me any money. I was like, let's just see if it's got any legs. Because, yeah. you know, bigger bigger, bigger clothing rental companies were opening. But then they, they, you know, they can afford to offer big packages so you get a subscription service and you get... Yeah. But there's a lot more things for wearing to work or a bit more formal. Yeah. Whereas my pieces are, my pieces are a bit more, you know, showstoppery or for big events and stuff. But people didn't want to rent. Uh, online they want to come and they want to try yeah. them on and see what else they they want an alternative and you know with vintage it's really hard because the sizes vary so much and yes. people were yeah. you know had anxiety about that so then i quickly um we had this we rent the tree house here but we had this huge weird storage area that was just for stuff full of trainers and sneakers so i yanked all the trainers and sneakers out painted it all white and created the the treehouse closet, the Lou and Luland walk-in wardrobe. And so now women come down here and we put the tunes on and we open the wine and we dance around and they try it all on and I style them up for parties or their birthdays or if they're off to, well, this is in the old days when there was such thing. Yeah. Um, You know, going off to Palm Springs for a long weekend with their girls and they wanted a few outfits for that. So yeah, so that's how, that's how, I know, it's a bit of a long story, but it's all down to the vagina. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds so lovely. I thought that Gigi, she's near me, I think, and I keep meaning to go and check it out, but I still haven't got round to it. Oh my god, please do. She's um she's really struggled with COVID as well. Yeah. She's she's potentially in trouble, but she's getting better at going online because she's such old school. But when I went and met her, um she said, Now I don't tell everybody, she said, I don't talk about it a lot because it meets some resistance, but she um, has regular vagina therapy. Oh my god, really? Yeah, <gasps> she sees somebody in England. 
Yeah. Ooh. And every, every woman or lots of the really amazing women that I've met in the last year all have vagina therapy. <gasps> I'm going to look into it. You've got to look into it. Yeah, Did I send I'm you the link? Know. I must send you the link. No, I don't. Think, yeah, send it. Yeah, send it to me because I'm interested. Mm. It's oh, wow. definitely, definitely something in it. I feel yeah. like every time I open myself, every time I open part of me or open myself, things start happening. Yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. Or like something finishes and another thing opens. If you just tune yourself in, I don't. Yes, know. I think it's a, it's a lot about being open to things. I just mm, think you've got to look it. for it. You have to yeah, look for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm great. I mean, I was just I was raised that way. That was just part of being brought up in my house. Yeah. But, you know, my mum was a mum was a probation officer, and dad obviously was a vicar. So I was just brought brought up being grateful, even if it was like yeah. saying grace at dinner. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. little little things like just stopping and having dinner together, or being able to do that. Uh, you know, mostly dad dad wasn't there. He was off doing marriage preparation classes or whatever. But just sitting down together and just pausing just for a hot minute just to say thanks for dinner. I don't know. It just builds something in you as a yeah. then as an adult. You, you find yourself reflecting on really small gratitudes. I don't know. It works for me anyway. But, yeah. Um, so it's also easy for me to say because I've had quite a blessed life. So, <laughs> you know. But it is... I think it is a lot to do with your attitude. Like, I think if you are grateful for the things that you have, rather than thinking about the stuff that you don't have, it, it immediately changes your attitude. And sometimes you get more stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, more doors open to yeah. you. And if you're yeah, a happier you person... That you've got it all, you've got most of it already. Well, yeah, exactly. But, um... Oh. Mm. Um, and so moving forward with it, you're obviously going to carry on doing the vintage stuff, but... It's the whole well, it's COVID funny, actually, thing because that's... COVID thing's fucked it because there's no yeah. events. No one's really going anywhere. And realistically, I think probably about two or three months ago, I had to face the fact that it was done for this year and now I'm really thinking it's probably done for next year as well. From what I'm reading, I don't think it's oh, really, really going to be back. Yeah, everyone's saying two years. Really? Two years. Mm-hmm. Realistically, till it's actually gone. Yeah. Especially in America. But um, I don't know. We'll see. And then again, I had three rentals this week for photo shoots. Somebody wanted something yeah. for a photo shoot. Quite a lot of women. It's quite exciting. I don't know if it's... Uh, yeah, see, that's the um, thing, is it? People are kind of doing stuff at home. So you might find that it does kind of pick up. And surely they're going to have to then... start things sooner or later. Because it's like... Just think of all the industries. They're going to collapse, aren't they? Like all the venues and... DJs. I mean, if you're, a, I've got a couple of friends in events and they're like dying, like in yeah. event outdoor event production, and they're like, it's just terrible. And there's a lot of it. So like, many. There's illegal stuff's gonna go on because people still want to go out and party, so it's gonna happen. It's just whether or not mm -hmm. it's biting the bullet, isn't it? But it's different. I know it's different in. Yeah, well, I mean, luckily, thank God, in in Oregon, um, we've been pretty good. They've been pretty. We went. We locked down really quickly. We've okay. been wearing masks since day one. Yeah. Um, and we all live in huge bloody houses with loads of open space. So yeah, we're really yeah. Lucky. We're not. We're not in. You know, we're not in South London, stacked on top of each other in flats. Yeah. Um. So that's the only reason I think. And we're all so outdoorsy and healthy here. Like yeah. that's just the lifestyle. So. Um. Yeah, we've been quite fortunate. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, um, I've sorted out a bunch of stuff. I'm going to start doing a market, I think. I'm going to start doing a bit more vintage store. Uh, doing gonna, yeah, vintage I was going to say, do you sell stuff? Like if someone came, they found something and they absolutely loved it. Would you sell it or? It depends what it is. Because yeah. I'm very attached to all of my pieces. Yeah. I've started, I finally, having done that vlogging course like two years ago, I... Um, I finally started finding my voice and started doing more talking on Instagram, which is, it's, it, I don't know, I just can't watch it. I do it and then just post it. And oh, hope really? It's okay. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't watch myself. But um, I realised how attached to everything I am. Like every yeah. single thing seems to have some sort of story or even if it's a story from when I wore it or when I bought it yeah. or something it reminds me of, I'm like, bloody hell. I wonder if everyone else is... And I've always given my coat... My coats all have names. There's like... Every coat has a name. <laughs> I'm just weird, I think. 
nice. I sold a load because I had a load of um, vintage clothes. I sold a load of them. Now I think, oh, maybe I could have rented them out, but I don't. They weren't anything. They weren't like special. You know, they were just more like a load of eighties dresses. And do you know what I mean? You'd be yeah. surprised. I mean, I, I think if I was to come home, I would. It would be. I'd be more successful. I think. I don't think Portland's the place for it. Um, there'll yeah. always be some market for it, but I think if I came home, I would. So I'm sort of torn. But you wouldn't we're find just, the stuff, just... though. Your vintage shopping is well, so it. much better in America, and it's so much cheaper. It's so expensive here now, like because it got trendy, didn't it? Yeah. And then it just went silly. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I think I'd be. I mean, I think the rentals would be more successful, and I think you know because I've got such good connections here. I think I'd do pretty. I'd do similar thing that Gigi's doing, and do half vintage store and half rentals. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be, it would go, it would be really popular in, in England. It would be, um, definitely. So. So as you could but, always um, fly back and do a big shop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I've got places to stay. Fancy places to stay. Yeah. Come back, do a, do a restock, see my mates and come back again. Be yeah. Like, but, you know, well, there are the days we could just jump on a plane as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, make it, Fucked up, make it stop. <laughs> make it stop. I hate not being able to travel. It's driving me mad. How are you doing? That was good, That was it? good. So, there, that was part one. And like with all of our podcasts, we just chat and then we realise, oh, it's been really a long time, so we've got to cut it in two. So there's no, like, definite end of part one. It's just, yeah. But next week it will so, continue. Yeah. And next week she tells um, us I must apologise... For um, my colleague Amy, for her editing skills, in case you kind of <laughs> want to hear, she's like, you know, it's like murder mystery, isn't it? Like, and it gets to the crucial point, and then it's like at the bottom it says to be continued. Yes. That's a little bit art like our podcast, yeah. like the Mama Mama podcast. Yes. Oh, I'm only joking, Amy. We love your editing skills. Thanks. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed that, then please check out our other podcast. We've had loads of amazing people on. Um, and the ones We've got us on yeah, it. well, us. I mean, obviously, we're hilarious. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We haven't told everybody how many downloads we've had. Oh my god! We oh have god, it had it went off the Richter scale over ten thousand downloads, and I, I honestly cannot life. believe it. And thank you so much. Everyone that's listened, it. Yeah. I honestly nearly cried when I saw it. I didn't. We didn't because I, I, I nearly laughed. I feel sorry for you because it's the most amount of drivel <laughs> that you've ever fucking heard. I mean, but you know that's all right. Just to give it some kind of comparison, my mate Scroobius <laughs> Pip posted today it's eighteen million, eighteen million downloads. <laughs> but he's been doing it for quite a long time. I think it's about five years or six years he's been going now. I wonder how. I wonder how many. Um, downloads he had at six yeah, months. Yeah, I'm going to ask him. I did mean to ask him actually because he was like, "That's amazing!" Like he's well chuffed for us. But he was famous already when he started doing his podcast. So, I'm famous. I yeah, I I'm know, famous. Not in those kind of. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm need famous. to ask him because podcasts weren't that big when he started doing it. No. So I'm, I did mean to ask him that, but I forgot. So I will ask him, find out. But still. Yeah, we've got and we've we've got some exciting kind of additions to our our podcast coming up, yes. which we can't obviously divulge. It's kind of secret, yeah. secret squirrel. But um, we've got we've got some big big things coming in twenty twenty one, haven't we? Well, you, not the coronavirus. Not the, no, we've, we're going to find a cure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the big news yeah um, but yeah but check out our other episodes and please just subscribe to us because that that really means a lot when you subscribe to us and give us a Why five star like review because i try yeah my... whoever gave us two fucking stars <laughs> jog on do fucking one knobheads no i'm joking you can still just give us like give us a four and a half five yeah. like, at least a four know. and Mama yeah, we get we get a pound then. We get a pound in um in subscriptions. I wish. <laughs> we need to do oh, we need to do that. I need to talk to you about that. We need to try and get some money out of this. We need to basically like make out we're really sad and so people give us some money. So we can start I want a film role, that's what I want. Or a or a 
or a voiceover. Oh, that'd be nice. I f- yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being in a film. So if anybody's got any like hookups, like you know, my mate makes I don't porn. Mean a porn film. No, I'm not doing porn, Amy. I did that when I was young. Oh, no, I'm joking. Fine. Don't start trying to find Boring. my name. Google my name. Huh? Boring. <laughs> All right. But, Boring. Well, yes, done that, um, but you know. Follow us, Mum and Mama Pod. Everywhere. Yeah. Listen to all the episodes. Let us know episodes. how we're doing. Yeah. And have fun. Yeah. Oh, this one was 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 definitely um, a highlight. Yes, definitely. And thank you, Lou. And we'll, more to come next week. Yeah. Have fun. Safe. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Safe. Safe. Do you know, Chris? Quickly, I always used to sign my email saying safe, and I was known by someone as safe. Don't say that with me. Back in don't, the day. Don't, don't say safe again. No. Work. So, not with that hair. You really do look like you're going to a sport party. Anyway, come on. All right. Work. Let's go. See ya. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.